All right, well, hello, hello, and welcome back to the After Action Review. So today is Monday, February the 13th, 2023, and this is the first episode of season three. And I'm beginning this season with a spin on Mindfulness Mondays. So every Monday, my goal is to drop a new recording that kind of walks us through this process of mindfulness. So I think the best thing to do as we get started is to do what, right? Define what mindfulness is. And so Webster gives us this uh, definition and it says the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something. The second definition that they give us is a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations. Mindfulness is the practice of purposefully bringing your attention to the present moment experience without evaluation. There is no judgment when we talk about mindfulness. So I want to give you 10 tips for beginning your mindfulness journey. And then I want to talk to you about emotional needs. And that will kind of bridge us into the next set of episodes as we continue to move forward. So the first thing about mindfulness is that you want to start small. Mindfulness doesn't have to be a big project or an all day activity. Just take a few minutes each day to practice mindfulness and you can build up from there. One of the things that that I try to do is get up in the morning and practice my stretching routine, practice my yoga, or I find my mindfulness when I'm out running, whether it's three miles, six miles, 10 miles. I take that time and I try to make sure that I'm not running heavy. Running heavy is running with doubt, running with fear, running with anxiety. Uh, running, thinking about all the things that are going wrong in my life or throughout the day or even just on that run. And so I want to run as light as possible. And so I have to free up that mental bandwidth so that I can be in a, a constant state of gratitude about just being able to run, about the awesomeness of my body and my decision to get out there and do something. So mindfulness is slowing it down and saying i'm gonna get up five minutes earlier ten minutes earlier so that i can take that time to sit with myself and prepare myself for the day ahead in order to do that we have to create a mindful environment you want to try to find a quiet comfortable space and dedicate it to your mindfulness practice this will help you to establish the right atmosphere for practicing mindfulness For me, I know that in the morning I come down, I don't turn on any lights. I turn on the yoga on the TV and I have my mat and I'm ready to go. When I go out running, I have several different routes that I run, but I know that once I get into the groove of the route, I don't necessarily have to think about running anymore. I can just enjoy the run. The next thing is to take your time. Don't rush through your mindfulness practice. Take your time and be mindful of each moment. This means that, you know, this is not something that you're doing just to say you did it. You really have to be invested in this practice and to get up and to create the space where you can take your time and you can feel the feelings and you can 
be in that state of gratitude and think about all the things that are really working out in your life and all the things that might have fallen apart, but how it saved you from some future heartache or some future bad investment. The next thing is to focus on your breath. When mindfulness begins to feel overwhelming, take a few deep breaths and focus on the breath. This will help you to become more aware of your body and your environment. When you practice yoga, when you practice running, when you swim, when you talk even, even when you sing, everything that we do is reliant on our ability to breathe properly in alignment with the activity that we're doing. In mindfulness, the goal is to slow ourselves down and to be able to take in the present moment. So if we're hyperventilating or if we're just breathing too fast anxiously, it doesn't allow our body to slow down. It actually causes our heart rate to speed up and it induces stress. Now, when you first begin your mindfulness practice, there will be some stress generated because it may be the first time that you sit down with this anxious mind and you experience all these thoughts that are just racing through your head and you're trying to quiet down the chatter so that you can get to the root thought, which is, I'm so blessed and highly favored to be here today. Pay attention to your thoughts. Notice the thoughts that come, notice the thoughts that go. Don't try to fight them, just observe them and let them pass. When you practice mindfulness, it is not about judgment. When we judge something or someone that makes one of us right and the other person becomes wrong or the other, then that's not the practice of mindfulness. Mindfulness is about acceptance and acknowledging and understanding. Make time for silence. Silence is a powerful tool for mindfulness. Turn off your devices and take some time to be in complete silence. This is so critically important. So critically important. We are on our phones and our watches and our tablets and our laptops and everything all day, every day. It's so important that when you get into your mindfulness practice that you try to find a distraction-free time and place so that you don't have to keep breaking your concentration early on when you're trying to build up the fundamentals. Accept your feelings. Don't try to push away any feelings that come up. Acknowledge them and be gentle with yourself. Connect with nature. Spend some time in nature and be mindful of the sights and the sounds around you. Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, Jay, Alex and I got to take a trip to uh, a botanical garden um, up in Boca Raton. And it was amazing. It was quiet. It was peaceful. The turtles were swimming and the fish were swimming and the people were feeding them and everybody was smiling and it was just quiet. When the breeze would blow, you could hear the leaves dance, you could hear the bamboo clapping with one another. It was so nice and relaxing. When I left that place, I felt like my energy had been returned to me. So find some time and get back in tune with nature. The next important thing 
is to practice mindful eating. Listen, what we put into our body will authentically affect the output. If you eat these heavy meals all the time, high in fat, high in salt, high in all these things, it's going to make you tired and sluggish and lethargic. So you have to eat right, eat mindfully. As you're eating, practice slowing down and enjoying the experience of eating. Notice the flavors, the textures, and the smells of your meals. This is so important as you begin to practice mindfulness is to learn to be in a state of gratitude for even the smallest of things. Always think of having that cold glass of lemonade or tea or the fresh crisp of a good ginger ale on a hot summer day. That's what mindfulness is like to me. If you're a sweets person, it's like that first bite of cake or pie. Mmm, it's so good. Me, I like steak and bourbon. So when I get that first bite of a well-seasoned steak, and then I follow it up with some Prohibition era bourbon. My God, how good it is. Be kind to yourself. Mindfulness can be difficult at first. Be gentle and be kind to yourself as you begin your practice. It will take time. So those were our 10 tips to get us started with our journey into mindfulness. The next thing that I want to cover today goes into a discussion about emotional needs. And this is a follow-up to an episode that I did last year where we began the conversation with boundaries. I think as we begin to work on mindfulness, it's also good to talk about boundary setting. In that, the first thing that we talk about with boundary setting is the need to have security. We need a safe place that allows us to live without unnecessary fear. If this need is not being met in your life, in your relationship, in your workplace, in your finances, in your health, then you need to make a list and follow that list up with action steps for each list item. That way you have it on paper and you know what it is that you need to begin working towards. The next thing is volition. We need to feel fulfilled and we need to feel that we have the power to exist autonomously and directly be in control of our own lives. So where do you need more control in your life? Where do you need to be clearer about your boundaries? These are the questions that you need to ask when it comes to that feeling of fulfillment. The next thing is attention. We need attention from the people that we care about and we need to be able to return it to them. Giving attention to ourselves is even more valuable. This comes from the old saying that you cannot pour from an empty cup. It is actually a disservice to yourself to try and do so. 
you have to prioritize quality time with those that you care about in yourself and you have to practice self-care going back to the discussion on mindfulness and self-care can look different for everybody today i got into one of my favorite house outfits which is just a a t-shirt and some like overalls you know i get to sit here and just snuggle up with myself and then i get to do the podcast which is another form of self-care because i get to teach and mentor and i love to do that other ways that i do self-care is i take myself to the movies i go to different parks i take my dog on walks i like to get my nails done i like to go to different like wine tastings and bourbon tastings and i try to go to at least one new place either every week or every other week in the city so i can continue to learn about the new place that i'm living in so there's all kinds of different ways that we can practice self-care and the more that we take care of ourselves the more that we'll be able to show up for other people as our best and authentic self the next thing is emotional connection to be emotionally fulfilled we need to be connected to other people again prioritize spending time with family and friends time away from work time away from your endeavors time away from your desires is so critically important you cannot be 100 percent consumed with your desires and endeavors and work and academics because something has to suffer and the last thing that you want is for home to suffer so create the opportunities for intimacy intimacy is not always sex intimacy is about bonding it is about creating an emotional bridge and sprinkling these little pockets of love so that when you have those down moments you have those turbulent times in your relationships whether it's with yourself or with others you have something in the emotional bank to withdraw from so that you're not in an emotional deficit Number five, you have to be connected to a community. You must feel connected to something greater than yourself. So form those real community connections, whether that's mentoring, gathering with your neighbors, going to a book club, going to church socials. If you like to volunteer, finding different volunteer events, all of those things combined will significantly build to your attachment and your involvement in the community. And by feeling more involved and feeling more attached, you further those social bonds. The next thing that we talk about is privacy. Mental and emotional well-being requires time and space to reflect on and learn from your past. When we think about mindfulness and we take about, think about that um, self-inflicted isolation, it's not a bad thing. If you can block out 15 to 30 minutes each day, just for you, and if you need more time, if you're further along in your practice, you could do that. I like to sit outside in the sun. I like to sunbathe. And I feel that the sun, as it warms me up, it gives me a fresh outlook because 
I just enjoy the fact that I'm here in this body, in this place, and I'm able to say, I can feel the heat from the sun. There's so many people who go years and decades even without that enjoyment, and I get it. I get to walk in the rain. I get to feel the wind. I get to feel when it's cold outside. I can feel the weather changes. I can feel all those things. I can see them. I can smell them. You can even taste those things. And so I stay in that constant space of gratitude about just having the opportunity to be presented with that. So find a space that you can make quiet and spend 15 to 30 minutes each day and practice that. Being in tune with the now. The next thing is defining your sense of self. And this is who are you within the group dynamic. So often when we join a club or a workforce or an academic setting or you know even going to a lounge or anything, we become group think. Yeah, we just lose ourselves. And we begin to follow the status quo. But then if you are out of alignment, right? You're out of step with who you are. It's so difficult to get back into cadence. So here in this moment, I'm calling you back into cadence. I'm calling you back into alignment. I'm pulling you out of those places that you have no business being in because they don't serve you. They don't move you forward. They do not fulfill you. In fact, the very nature of you being there was so that you would learn what it is that you are to do, that you would learn where you are to be. In order to define your sense of self, you need to define what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses. We all have amazing things that we're strong in, but we also have amazing things that we're weak in. But it is in our weaknesses where we learn to ask for help that we develop our network. Determine and define how you're different from everyone else. Not that you're better because you're different or worse because you're different. Remember, we're trying to practice less judgment, but just noticing I am different. Maybe you're better with numbers. Maybe you're better with words. Maybe you're better with people. Maybe you're better with the books. Maybe you're better with the computer system. Maybe you're better with just managing the building. That's your gift. Expand on the gift. Walk into the gift. Step in the gift. The gift will make room for you. You don't have to make room for it. And then figure out what it is that you specialize in. Once you develop your sense of self, then you can step, flow even, into your sense of achievement. And that is, what are you accomplishing? Now, I'm not telling you to become overly fixated on this. What are you accomplishing? No. But you take that and you put it in your pocket. And when you have moments where you feel less than or you feel inadequate, you can go back to those accomplishments and say, well, I'm actually doing a lot better than I thought. I'm doing even better than I first anticipated. 
I am doing so much better than I anticipated. Did it go the way that I thought it would go? No, but is it working out even better than I had planned it? Absolutely. Your perception, your perspective, the way you see it is so much more important than what is actually occurring. Because through your perception, you have the ability to change the dynamic. If you see it as a problem, it will hinder you. If you see it as a challenge, it will invigorate you. It will cause you to, to take and begin to churn your brain, right? To try to get you into this analyzing mode. Then you're gonna step into decision-making mode. And then you're gonna step into action mode. And then you get to go back and evaluate and see, did this work for me? Yes, and it was amazing. And it was not the way that I intended it at all, but so be it. The last thing is meaning. And this one is last because it is, it's gonna take the most work for you to determine what is the meaning of your life? Whew, such a big question, right? I feel like at all the major intervals of life, we kind of feel this way. So probably around 16, 18, 21, maybe when you turn 25. I think I felt this way when I turned 30 for sure. Um, I'm sure maybe when I hit 40 and then definitely like 50, I'll probably feel this way again because as we age, we should be having more life experiences and not necessarily that we would begin to question those life experiences, but we just kind of begin to question life itself. What is the meaning of life? Why? Is there nothing written in stone about this? You know, this age old question. And so my advice to you about this, focus on the little things and define their value first. So often we wait to get that big win. And you might be waiting for a while for that big win, but you're gonna have way more little wins that if you tally those up, they're going to equal the big win. You see, a lot of times we see people or we see businesses, um, especially in this social media driven era where we have access to Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat, reels here, reels there. You know, there's so much information being thrown at us. And then we have reality TV and we watch all of the stars. It was, wow, I want to be a star. Or I want to have money. I want to be rich. I want to take trips to the Maldives and to Bali. And I want to do these things and I want to live a soft life too. Absolutely. But if you look at the finished product, wow, you miss out on all the prayers that they had to pray. You miss out on all the grinding that they had to do. You don't know the story behind that person's glory. And so tell you to focus on the little things and define their value because if you've ever taken the time to put a puzzle together and appreciate the photo right because when you put the puzzle together it's a picture of something so when you take the time to appreciate that and the fact that you were able to put all these small pieces together to recreate that 
that's what life is. You're working out a puzzle. You kind of have an image of what it is that you're looking for. But the reality is you're piecing it together one thing at a time. And if you like me, my grandmother taught me to put the corners in first. So you do the outside and then you start working your way in. And that's what life is like. You start on the outside and you're constantly working your way in until you complete the picture. But there's no time frame for any of us to complete said picture. We're just all out here putting pieces to the puzzle down, shifting them around as needed, and trying to keep our pieces from being destroyed. So, I say all that to say, have a strong Monday. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be back in this place and to continue sharing my gift with you. Thank you so much for listening today.